Hello, hello, hello. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023, episode number 452. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with just Jules Jones today, although I will be bringing in a very special guest. A lot of you already know that I am going to have the incredibly talented John Rich join me in a little bit. I cannot wait. He's been taking good care of our cat for us, just so everyone knows. I've been keeping tabs on those two. Cat ended up in Nashville yesterday and went straight, straight there to the Redneck Riviera and enjoyed a few cocktails, said hello to a few people, got the lay of the land. I talked to him this morning and he is just having a ball. I'm not kidding, you can just tell. You can absolutely tell in his voice, he's so excited, he's thrilled to be there. This is so outside of his norm. I mean, we're talking about a country boy, right? I mean, he's used to Florida and the tropics and now he's over there in Nashville hanging out with some of the greatest patriots we've got on our side that are fighting just the way you are and just the way we all are. So it's been a wild couple of days. I will tell you, we're going to talk about a lot of things. John Rich has got an incredible new single that is out and we're going to play that here on the show. It's going to be a great time. But like I said, I mean, our cat is in good hands. So as long as that's the case, we're in good shape. And then today, let us not forget, happy birthday, Marines. We've got for four, for 248 years, the Marines have been the first to fight. That legacy now rests on your shoulders. Stay ready and Semper Fidelis. And you've got hashtag USMC, hashtag USMC248. And here's a little video in tribute. To this day, young men and women choose to raise their right hand and swear an oath to something greater than themselves. I know that you're ready. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Marines, and Semper Fidelis. Absolutely. These are the fellas that fight and live and die for our country. I'm telling you one thing. Happy ver- ber- happy birthday, Marines. We also have Veterans Day tomorrow. We observe today. But let me tell you something. These are the men and women that are fighting for our country, and we have so much to be grateful for. We really do. And we're turning this thing around. I know everybody's real upset with what's been happening, but a lot of people are paying attention that normally wouldn't. So my spirits are up, and I am just so excited. I I just know that things are changing. You all are changing things. This whole thing with the speaker debacle, as you know, was a complete game changer. And not only that, it's how it happened. I was talking to a very good friend of mine, Rob Playgram, yesterday, and he was saying, you know, it's the whole thing. Who all got exposed as a result? We've never seen such chaos and confusion. You got to actually see the fight between the rhinos and MAGA play out before your eyes. 
that doesn't happen every single day. So real excited about all of these things that are happening. Our country is changing. We're just going to have to keep fighting and putting the pressure on. That's what we can do. So we have got John Rich who is going to join us. I know you all are so excited. He's going to join us in just a few minutes. I, I know that everybody wants to know about how Turdfest is going. I mean, Turdstock is going. I keep doing that. I don't know why. I have no idea. I did a festival one time, and so it stuck in my head. Turdstock and how it's going over there. And I know you are all just so excited to hear all the particulars. Those of you that are ticket holders, I will have you know that everyone is very jealous of you at this moment. I mean, everybody that I have spoken to, they're all going, now how in the world can I get a ticket? You cannot get a ticket to that event, but you can watch it here. You can watch it here on the channel that we're on right now. I've put out a post. I'm going to drop it again so that you all have it. You can watch Turdstock. No no problem at all. Here it is. You've got all of these different channels that you can choose from. You've got Rumble, this one, Locals if you are a subscriber to our channel, X and Twitter. You've got Getter that we're going to have it on streaming as well. This is a free event. All we ask you to do is follow the channel and just support those that are really doing a great job. I mean, this is a non-political event. It's just to have a good time. Listen to some talented individuals that you would no longer you you would know you wouldn't have heard of before lots of friends of cats in town cat is not going to be able to join us today because he's meeting all of his buddies all right so we're getting that out of the way right now he is having a ball and so he sent john john is going to be his spokesperson for today and so we're really really looking forward to it we've got a lot of stories that are happening and we're going to get into some of the things about this big event and john's going to tell us what who all is going to be performing this is going to be off the charts i'm just so excited that we're all going to be able to to do something like this it's been a while since we've actually had an event of this caliber and it, you, before COVID really, when you saw a lot of MAGA patriots that were getting together. So a little bit about this song, because I know a lot of people are, are wondering about it. John Rich put out this post and he said, tomorrow I am releasing the song and video I wrote about my grandfather's service in World War II, but also for all of our veterans who have served over the decades on behalf of our nation. I hope this song reminds everyone of their family heroes who served and brings a sense of American pride and honor to their hearts. I was honored to have veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Freedom, and Desert Storm representing all the major conflicts we've been in since 1940 featured together in the video for the man. All right. The greatest generation are the shoulders we have stood upon since World War II. And now it's our turn to be the strong shoulders for future Americans. The bar has been set. It's time to rise to the occasion. And I know you all are ready as well. So let's go ahead real quick before we even get any further along. I'm going to go ahead and drop some of these things into the chat. You're going to hear the song when John's on here. We're going to end with that song today because it's absolutely fabulous but we're just going to hit a few of the headlines just some of the things that are breaking in the news right now you have got articles of impeachment they have been filed against the lawless michigan ag nestle for refusing to file charges in the muskegon fraudulent voter registration operation using her position to punish political enemies and protect dem treasurer from prosecution that is in the news all of that stuff that was going on they were trying to cover up and making sure now remember when we and I wouldn't say we lost when when that election was taken from us. You had the Democrats who were in control of the House, the Senate, and also the White House. They were able to keep all of this stuff and all of these happenings under wraps, okay? So this is how they were able to get away with it up until this point. This is why it is so important that we have got a house that is going to work for us. And now that Kevin McCarthy is gone... I, th I see that already happening. We're already starting to see a major improvement. We've got a, a road to go. It's, it's not going to be easy, but we're getting there. Ronna McDaniel is also on the radar. I'm really hoping that we are able to find a replacement for her because as far as I'm concerned, she's sabotaging this whole thing. 
So we keep going. We have got Elise Stefanik, who is filing judicial ethics complaint, finally, if you ask me, against Judge Ngoron over bizarre behavior. I'd say not only is his bizarre behavior, but it's his wife's as well. You've got the Republican congressman, she is, congresswoman, she on Friday filed a judicial ethics complaint against New York judge Arthur Ngoron over his bizarre behavior in Trump's non-jury civil fraud case. You've got Judge Ngoron's bizarre and biased behavior is making New York's judicial system a laughing stock. Former Southern District of New York federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy who has at times criticized President Trump, recently stated that he views the whole New York justice system as fraudulent. Oh, well, I, I, my question is, what took them so long? I mean, seriously, what took them so long? And who was actually holding back on that effort? Did it take us citizens continuing to put the pressure on, outing Kevin McCarthy and others? Like I said, what you saw play out and you watched the backstabbing that was happening in this latest overtaking of the House seat, and I mean, the gavel essentially, was like nothing we've ever witnessed before. And now all of a sudden, we've been able to determine who the rhinos are in the party. And we are going to work extremely hard to make sure that we rid ourselves of all of those fools. We don't need that in our life. We really do not. (laughs) Things are hard enough as it is. So you've got the radical Marxist New York Attorney General, Letitia James, who is seeking $250 million in damages when there is no victim in this fraud case. And she's also seeking to ban Trump and his sons from operating any businesses in New York. Americans are sick and tired of the blatant corruption by the radical leftist judges in New York. All New Yorkers must speak out against the dangerous, weaponized lawfare against President Trump. It goes so much further than that, though. We're talking about election interference at its finest. They just have not stopped. They have doubled down because they're terrified of you taking this country back. And they are terrified of the ramifications when you do. Because remember, this country was built on law and order. So we keep on going down the list here. And we have got breaking a J6 fugitive. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You've got Gregory Yetman. He has surrendered to police police after three a three-day manhunt with hounds i'm just glad that he was found safe i mean that is that was the thing i was so worried about his safety as well you know we're dealing with extremists we are dealing with people that don't have any regard for human life you've seen the clinton situation i mean mm, you know uh sorry but most people have to announce that they don't have suicidal thoughts or anything else i don't put anything past this government think about the kennedy files that you learned about my goodness and the thing about it is they've known all of this for quite some time i don't put anything past them so i'm just glad that this particular individual was found alive and okay. So you've got January 6th fugitive Gregory Yetman. He surrendered to Monroe Township Police on Friday after a three-day manhunt. Yeah, that's where your taxpayer money was going for a trespasser with hound dogs. Gregory Yetman is a retired Army sergeant. The FBI told locals in Helmetta, New Jersey to keep their doors locked as they searched for Yetman. Yetman is accused of picking up a large canister of pepper spray from the ground and spraying it towards Capitol Police and protesters for this crime, something that happened each weekend at your local Antifa riot. You remember all of that. The FBI launched a major manhunt for Yetman. Gregory Yetman turned himself in Friday morning, nearly three years after the January 6th protest. We have got a real situation on our hands with all of this, just so everyone knows. There have been people that are facing court trials that have ended their lives as a result. And this should lay on nobody's shoulders except for those in on the left side that are just going after these people like nothing you've ever seen before. We watched as Black Lives Matter and Antifa burned down cities, burned down businesses, looted areas to where you have big businesses that will never return. And who paid the price for all of that? Usually us. 
always us. We the people pay the price for all of that. So thankfully, he has been found, and we'll see where this whole thing leads, because I'll tell you what, when President Trump gets back into office, it's going to be a whole new ball game. So I'm real excited about John Rich joining us today, and just so everybody knows, it looks like I may be getting a knock at the door. I'm so thrilled, and it looks like I do see somebody entering into the green room, as we like to call it. This is going to be fun, isn't it? All right, so I have got, looks like I have got John Rich, who is headed our way. Let's see what's happening here. I know he is connecting to some audio. Hello there, John Rich. How are you, sir? <laughs> Jules, how are you? I'm doing great. Oh my gosh, how how is everything over there? You got my cat in good hands, I, I imagine, right? He has touched down in Music City and is having a great time. Um, he actually came by the house, came by my house here, which is where I'm, I'm sitting now. He was actually sitting right back there, <laughs> and uh, he had... He had he had this one, and I had this one, and so we did that and uh, and said hello with some class. So it was good. Oh, I am so thrilled! I you know he has been just between you, me, and the post. Of course, he has been looking so forward to this, as have all of the littermates. The audience is just so excited about the show on Sunday. We cannot wait. Can you give us a little bit of background, like what's going on over there? Who all is going to perform? Yeah, so we're actually kicking this thing off uh, with Big and Rich. So I called Big Kenny. I said, you know who Cat Turd is? He goes, yeah, I know who that is. I said, well, we're going to do turd stock. And he got a big old grin on his face. And if you know Big Kenny, he's got a great sense of humor. He goes, turd stock. Huh? I said, yeah. I said, this is basically uh, singer-songwriter style hit after hit after hit at the Redneck Riviera uh, with a live audience and then people that, that couldn't make it to town get to live stream it. Do you want to do it? Kenny said, hell yeah. So we kicked the whole set off with Big and Ritz. So you're going to hear... Dave Morris ride a cowboy and you're going to hear all your favorite big and rich stuff. And then we start moving into some of my favorite singer songwriters here in Nashville that uh, some people may know them. Some people may not, but it's, it's some of the biggest hit songs that have ever been written. A guy named Jeffrey Steele. If you look up Jeffrey Steele, I think he's written 46 number one songs at this point. I mean, this guy is just a monster songwriter singer. And that's what cat likes, you know, cats like, I like real musicians Real songs, real lyrics, just bring the firepower. So I got a whole lineup of people like that. Oh, he is going to love it. But don't let him not show you his abilities also. I'm not kidding. He is incredibly talented himself. And he doesn't share his music with a lot of people. He has shared it with me. Please get him to show you some of his music because he is incredibly talented. He, in his own right, it's an unusual sound. And, you know, he lost the ability to play and he's talked about it and how it really affected him. And then all of a sudden, here came out of nowhere Cat Turd. I mean, he created this right. persona as a result. And my goodness, it is incredible. But his first love has always been music, John. It has always been music. And yeah, I, as he as he was leaving the house, he said, uh, he goes, uh, you want to see my guitar? I said, you brought your guitar with you? He goes, yeah, I can't come to Nashville without my guitar. I said, yeah, let's go see it. So we went out in my driveway, and he's got like a 20-year-old Taylor guitar with all this mother of pearl around the edges and the headstock. Like, it's the fanciest Taylor guitar I've ever seen. So I pulled it out of the case, and I said, can I play it? And he goes, yeah, play it. So we sat out in my driveway playing it a little bit. And you're right, man. He is a music lover from way back. And uh, I think this is going to be a really cool event. A lot of people are hitting me up going, I didn't think you guys would actually do it. I but here it is. It's going to happen. I said, yeah, me and the cat got together and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get real. It's going to get real. And you know what? You have so many things in common. I, just the love for this country. I've been up for days trying to keep up with what you all have going on over there. It has just been wild on this end. And of course, we're going to be broadcasting this event. So it is pressure is on this end <laughs> of the world. We can't let you down. So I've got everybody. I've, call, I've got calls into everybody saying, hey, I'm going to need you just in case. I'm going to need you. So it, it's just going to be wonderful. But I know that he's been working on a couple of things. 
things. He took a picture of that guitar and sent it to me this morning. I got to see that. So I know he's getting prepared. He's getting geared up. And this is going to be a rock solid event. Well, congratulations to you on your recently released song and music video, The Man. The Man is a tribute to your grandfather. Is that correct? That's right. So uh, we got Veterans Day coming up. And I think a lot of America is celebrating it today as well. And this is a song I wrote a long time ago about my grandfather, World War II vet, U.S. Army. And um, while his story is harrowing and very explicit as you grow up around an old man like that, and they'll, they'll tell you the stories, it's not a unique story. You know, we all have people in our families. We have those pictures hanging in our hallways and, and on our walls of our, of our homes, of our ancestors, people that fought for this country. And um, I thought, you know, I haven't heard a song about the greatest generation uh, really, really said in a, in a really just kind of stark, in-your-face, gritty kind of a way. So I wrote this song a long time ago. I played it around the country, various stages for various groups, but I never did a video to it or really made it any kind of thing official. I decided, you know what, it's time to do that. This country is in crisis. Um, a lot of people are wondering about what's the future of America going to look like. And would Americans be willing to fight again if called upon? A lot of us wonder about that because what we see on the news and especially with our young people, we see how, how they act and how, how soft they seem to be, a lot of them anyway. And you wonder about that. So I put this song together. The video um, has veterans from World War II, which, by the way, that was not easy to do because there's not a lot of World War II guys still alive and the ones that are. Uh, you know, are not mobile. You can't really get them around. But I managed to find three World War II guys. Two of them were over 100 years old. One guy's 102 years old, and he's sitting in, in a VFW hall where I shot this video with the other two old guys. And then I had Korean vets, Vietnam veterans, uh, Iraqi freedom veterans, and Desert Storm veterans. So all in the same room, all at the same time. And let me tell you something, Jules. When you see the younger guys, the guys who were in their late 30s, early 40s, talking to guys that are 100, and they have this camaraderie because they all fought for our country. They've all seen terrible things and had, had to do really bad, you know, really difficult things. It's just, it's unlike anything I can explain. I kind of just sat back and watched these guys meet each other, and you, their eyes tell the story. You know, they, they don't really have to say a lot. You can just see it coming out of their eyes. So this video that I shot, uh, it's on YouTube and it's on Rumble. Look up John Rich, the man, and you'll find it. When you see their faces in this video, it it is just astonishing uh, to see the level of commitment they still have. The 102-year-old man, I said, um, well, if we got into it again, would you be ready to go? And he's sitting there and he goes, well, I'm not sure how much I could do anymore, but I can still shoot. I said, I bet you can still shoot. And, you know, that's the spirit. It never dies. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. So that's what this song is all about. Oh, I think it is absolutely so appropriate and so important. I mean, what you guys are actually doing and gals is you're creating a completely different culture, a subculture here. These are the roots of this country. This is what makes this country great. And the fact that you are using your talents and everybody has something different, right, that they're really good at. And whether it be writing, whether it be music, whether it be posting, I, I, you know, it could be anything that you do. And they're bringing it. Everybody is finding something that they're really good at and they're bringing it to this fight because we don't want to lose this country. And what we're seeing now is frightening. I never thought we would be in this position ever in my life. I, I look at this country and I go, are you kidding? Is this real? I mean, it, it can't be real. Yeah. But it is. And I think that's one of the things, you know, you've got, you've got Cat Turd and he served as well. He is so passionate about this, and as are you. But he served our country, and a lot of people do not know that he is also a veteran. Fleet Admiral James, who helps me on this show, he is also a veteran. He's a disabled veteran, and he lost the uh, his one eye, and then he can barely see out of the other. And you know he puts this whole show together for me each and every single day. That's the kind of love and commitment we're seeing here. So I feel like we're in good shape. When you've got people that are willing to put it all on the line, I'm, I'm really not that worried, but we have to get busy and we have to get going. I mean, that's the big thing. Yeah. 
I mean, this is no time to be quiet. I mean, can you imagine if the greatest generation would have had the same attitude that a lot of our young people have today? What would the world look like if in 1941, Americans needed to stand up and half of them or more said, no, I'm too scared to go, or I'm going to figure out a way to get out of this, or no, I like I like living in my mom's basement, or whatever. I'm too tied up on uh, social media and my video games. Can you imagine? I mean, it wasn't just America. Europe would not exist. Uh, Japan was going to keep moving. I mean, they they were they were on the they were on the march. I mean, they were not messing around either. And so, I think I thought to myself, if you would have told them back in 1941 hey guess what in 2023 the border will be standing wide open eight million people that nobody knows who they are going to flood in and invade the united states you're going to have a president on television who can't who can't talk who can't walk who can't think you're going to have chinese balloons floating across mainland america and nobody's going to do a damn thing about it if you told those guys that back in 1941 they would have looked at you and said what the hell happens in 2023? What are you talking about? I mean, it would have been no way they could have even perceived of where we are today. That's what we have to remember. America at its strongest was back then, after World War II, when we had we had defeated the enemies of the world at that point. And now we stand surrounded by them, not just surrounded by them, infiltrated by them. And the question is, are we going to live up to our legacy those men, those women from back in the day, that's our legacy. That's the shoulders we stand on. And I was telling this to Kat earlier today that people that have my last name, Jules, that have your last name, his last name, are descendants that we'll never meet, that'll be coming along way in the future. We are the shoulders they are going to have to stand on. They're going to look back and go, what were you doing back in the 2020s, right through that range? Because uh, hopefully they won't say we lost our country, but we almost lost our country. Look what was going on. This is no time to joke around. If you if you love your country, I don't care how many bad names somebody's going to call you or shout you down on social media or at work or your neighborhood. Who cares? That attitude has to go out the window. It's time to stand up and be counted. That is exactly right. My goodness, you gave me chills because it is true. I mean, they are. this is all on our shoulders. It's us. It's our time to shine. And we wouldn't be here, by the way, if we weren't the strongest of the strong. We were meant for this. We were built for this. And so many people, I mean, that's why I'm so thrilled about this event because, and you two teaming up, it's just a fantastic thing. When you start thinking about the attendees, the attendees that are going to be at Turdstock, they represent a core group of the most patriotic America first people in the country. Therein lies the opportunity to super supercharge this and leverage this group as activists for the next 12 months at least. At the end of the day, when all the words have been spoken, all the songs have been sung and they depart, what is the overwhelming dominant message you wish to import to this group, to impart on them? What, What would you like to say to them? I hope that this group and the people watching on live stream, as you said, if you can't be in Nashville, you'll be able to literally sit down, click your computer and watch this take place. I hope anybody that experiences uh, this crazy thing we're doing called Turdstock, I hope it is an experience that reminds them of what it's supposed to feel like to be an American, of what our what the atmosphere is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be up, not down. It's supposed to be energy and camaraderie and love of country and love of neighbor, and it, it's it's the it's the threads that put us all together where strangers are only strangers for a moment. And then they recognize commonality in each other and can move forward. Like a glimpse of, wow, that felt good. Those three hours felt great, man. The music was great. The attitudes were great. The vibe was great. We're celebrating our freedom, celebrating our country, hearing great music. Um, And then when you turn it off and you go right back to the nonsense that you see 24 seven, just remember how you felt for those three hours because that is where we need to get back to that that is my goal and i think everybody's goal is get america back to a place where it's fun to live here you know what i mean it's exactly. like the right to pursue happiness i feel like all we pursue nowadays is just the next disaster the right to pursue the next disaster it does not say that the, the right to pursue depression no the right to pursue happiness is what it says and 
nothing makes me happier anyway than a bunch of really talented people, patriotic uh, Americans getting together and having a good time. Well, that is their raison d'etre, their reason for being, their mission. And I'm so excited that you all are teaming up and doing this. See, that's the thing. It's one thing to be on social media, but when you start collaborations like you're doing, this is where things start heating up and getting good. So the general election is in 12 months. Two items need immediate resolution. In 2020, SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade, regulating reproductive rights to the state. The Dems have nothing to run on except for reproductive rights. In the recent state red state Ohio election, re- reproductive rights, it was on the ballot and they won support of virtually all Dems, 70% of independents and 20% of Republicans. What is the potential strategy to take this issue off the table so that Dems have absolutely nothing to run on in 12 months or ever again? I don't know how you take that that subject off uh off the table i mean you're talking about listen if you're a pro-life person if you believe that uh god creates life in his own image well that's a dangerous thing to mess with i think that uh i think that the 10th amendment which is states rights that says tennessee can do what they want to do and ohio can do what they want to do and california and so forth that's how it should be it should have never never have been a federal mandate in the first place that should have been states rights issues so um I, I don't i don't know how you take it off and listen if america wants to go that route then i guess america is going to go that route and i'm one that that airs on the side of god's not real happy with that yeah. uh, that'd be putting it mildly and the new testament he said that you'd be better off to tie a millstone around your neck and cast yourself into the sea than to ever cause one of these children to stumble he didn't say to kill them or beat them up or abuse them or anything like that. He said to mess with them at all. You'd be better off to basically kill yourself. That was Jesus Christ himself said that That's red right. letters in the New Testament. So, uh, listen, I don't care what Ohio did. And, and if it means that you lose another election, then that's just the way this thing is going to go. But I don't I don't think real people, uh, real pro-lifers that that really believe in it down to their core will ever back up off of that issue. Should it be a federal law? No. And in either direction, it should not be. It should be states' rights. If California wants to do whatever they want to do, then let them do it. Uh, If Tennessee decides to go a way that I don't agree with, then guess what? I've got a truck and a trailer, and I can move my ass out of Tennessee just with the rest of everybody else and go somewhere where they think like I think. That's the point of states' rights. That's exactly right. I mean, when you start talking about what's happening at the border, you're hearing about how what they are doing to pregnant women and replacing a baby with drugs, and they're smuggling them across the border right now. We have got chaos and confusion. This is a good versus evil fight, and that's why I'm so glad that you are speaking on that subject. The other subject, because I know you've got so many things you got to do, but I have one, a couple of more questions for you. Well, can, can I say? Can sure. I say one more thing that I, I don't think most people have thought of this? Um, Go look it up. In the state of Ohio, if a pregnant woman is murdered, they consider it a double homicide. Exactly. Exactly. What, what else do you have to say? I know. Why is that? Why? Why does the government consider that a double homicide? It's the most incredible. I mean, thing. Well, what are you saying? Exactly. And so, I mean, the the contradictory way that that even the laws are laid out is just absolute nonsense. So, I just want wanted to put that out there go look up your state wherever you live and see if murdering a pregnant woman is considered to be double homicide and if it is send that law to your lawmakers and say how is this uh how is it this way over here but it's this way over there you can't have it both ways pick one it's so true. I, I'm telling you, John, and I live in California, so this has been going on for quite some time, these debates, but I swear most of the time it doesn't make sense. When you put something like that out there and you start having a conversation with a leftist, a, an unhinged leftist, no wonder they want to take about take back our rights to speak because they don't make any sense and they're tired of us making all the sense. I mean, logically speaking, you are murdering somebody. How is that any different? 
How is that any different? And who are you to decide who lives and who dies? That's on you. And so I, I'm just, re- I'm sick over the whole thing. I really am. I live in a state that is extreme. And so these conversations come out all the time. It's just kind of like the jab. What? My body, my choice. And then on the next breath, they're like, oh, well, you have to get the jab. Okay, if you're going to take me out of society, take me out of society. But I'm not going to put anything in my body. And I'm also, that I don't know about and that I don't approve. And I'm also not going to kill my own child. We're, we're going into all of these real dangerous waters when it comes to these subjects. And you will not be able to, to get, a, get back from that. You won't be able to return from that. So I'm glad you're talking about it. I know a lot of people are trying to compromise with the issue for election purposes, but like you, I will never, ever change from from what I believe in, my core beliefs. And I believe a baby has just as many rights as any single one of us. And what's happening right now is disgusting. Who are they they have They they have more rights. They have Mm -hmm. more rights than we do because they're innocent Innocent. and we're not. Right. So true. So in the recent Republican debate, Sham, you have Vivek who inviscerated and exposed Ronna, Romney, McDaniel, and the RNC, the Republican Never Committee, as we like to call it, which does nothing to advance America First values or candidates. The RNC needs a strategist, an activist at the helm who can execute an asymmetric warfare strategy to advance America First value in candidates. Any ideas on who that could be? Um, maybe Vivek, maybe he should do it. You know, I mean, mm. he's not going to be the nominee. Trump's going to be the nominee. Right. Maybe he should go do it. Um, I can tell you, I've got firsthand experience with the RNC and Rana firsthand. So they had a, they had an event that they wanted to do right here in this house, right where I'm sitting. And it was an RNC event. And this is right after the 2020 election. And the RNC was running all these ads that said, Donate to the RNC because we're fighting for Trump. We're fighting for Trump. Donate to the RNC. So this is when the election, the, the inauguration hadn't happened yet. Everybody is on fire about the subject. And my own Granny Rich, who was still alive at that point, she was 88 and a half on Social Security, sent $50 to the RNC because they were fighting for Trump. And then I find out several months later that the RNC's attorneys – we're telling Trump's attorneys to cease and desist, sit down and shut up. You're running the future of the Republican Party. It's over. Get over it. Go away. Leave us alone. Meanwhile, they're running the ads. We're fighting for Trump. We're fighting for and little old ladies like my granny are sending $50 out of their Social Security checks to the RNC. So they, would you like how much money they raised during that campaign? $200 million. $200 million on the backs of little old ladies and blue collar people who were just barely getting by and they thought they were doing the right thing. So when it came time for their event and I learned all this, uh, how, how, how much liars they were and that they had stolen from my grandmother, I called Rana on the phone and said, your party is canceled. And she goes, what do you mean it's canceled? I said, well, I just found out you're a bunch of liars and I don't want pictures of me and you floating around on the internet, Rana, or anybody else that you're going to bring to my house. So the party is canceled. And she goes, well, it's two weeks out. I don't, I don't know if we can even find a venue. I said, well, you raised $200 million. Why don't you go rent Titan Stadium downtown in Nashville? You could probably do that with the money you raised, but you're not having it at my house. And I kicked them out of my house. That's what I think about them. Nobody should send money to the RNC. Nobody. And I went there when they were trying to oust Rana this last time. Me and Carrie Lake actually went out there together. And we were going person to person to person telling them, if you keep Rana in that position, we're going to make it our mission to tell everybody to never send you another red cent. You cannot leave her in there. And I told the story to them that I just told to you. And guess what? The vote for who gets to run the RNC is an anonymous vote. You just write a name down and drop it in a box. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Rana counts it herself. And she goes, oh, look, I'm I'm still the boss. Well, here we go. This is after they blow all your money on champagne, limousines, yoga classes, sushi bars. And big I duck mean, it's lips. Disgusting. Did big duck lips, John. I mean, this woman oh. has got more plastic surgery than I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, I live in Hollywood, so I see how everybody looks the same. That's not yeah. by coincidence, folks. <laughs> it's just, it's disgusting. They got the same doctor. And, well, 
So me and Cat Turd have this in common that we don't like any of them. I, you know, all Democrats are Democrats mm-hmm. and most Republicans are Democrats. That's actually a true sentence. I've been around them all I, I, for a long time. I hear what they say when you get a couple of cocktails in them and they don't think anybody's listening. I hear how they talk. They are not our friends. Very few of them are the real McCoys. And so support candidates that you, that are running in your local races. Support them directly. Do not send any money to the RNC. Maybe a guy like Vivek could get in there and turn it around, but I, I would be shocked if the people that make up the body of the RNC would ever vote her out because she funnels so much money to them and they get so much favor from her and the RNC that it's just this inside inside ball game of all this cash flowing around. The good news is they're not raising much money anymore these days. So maybe that will get her kicked out. But I don't like any of it. I, I don't either. I mean, seriously, when I I stopped being a Republican, I actually changed my affiliation. It was like dumping a bad boyfriend or something because I was like, okay, no more am I going to represent a party that does not support my President Trump and who does not support January Sixers who were just using their civil rights, their their protected rights to protest, which is what we have seen the left do for forever. And when they turned their back, I said, that's it. I'm no longer affiliated with this party. And I'm not alone. There's so many people that are starting to feel the exact same way. So the Republican Party, if it wants to save itself, it better step up. And it better step Here, up. Here's, here's an analogy. Hey, Jules, here's an analogy for you on, on the J6 stuff. Uh, so if you tried to get into my house right now, you could not do it. You just couldn't do it. Short of explosives, you're not getting in my house. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just can't. Right. But let's say, let's say there were some guys out near my gate. And I walked out there and I opened the gate and they're shocked. Like, holy cow, you just opened the gate. I'm like, yeah, come this way. And then they get down in my front door and I unbolt it and open it up and I hold the door open. I say, right this way, guys. And as they make their way into the center of my home, maybe up into this room I'm in now, I call the police on them for trespassing on my property. Mm -hmm. And then they go to jail and they have no habeas corpus and they have they have no bail. Forget excessive bail, no bail, and they lose their constitutional rights. And I get to go, yeah, well, they shouldn't have walked in my house. They go, what about the fact that you opened the door and waved us all the way in and showed us around the place? That doesn't matter. Can you imagine? Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do that, of course, because, well, I'm sorry, sir, but you opened the door and invited them into your house. So when you see the pictures of those giant magnetically locked doors being swung open, and armed, uh, uniformed, armed officers waving these people on. We've all seen the videos now. And then they go snatch them all up and throw them in a jail cell for years on end with no bail, no habeas corpus. It, I, I refer to that as the USSA. That's what that looks like to me. We, our country is not our country right now. Well, aren't they doing the exact same thing at the border? Hello, come on in. You know what? Whatever happens, happens. And and you're seeing two completely different narratives. Isn't the border the exact same thing that they did at the Capitol that day? They're waving them in. They don't know who's coming through here. They don't know what they're carrying. They don't care about the the, the human trafficking. They don't care about the drug trafficking. They don't care about the cartels and what's happening to the American people who are dying as a result of it in record numbers. They're doing the exact same thing they are killing yeah. us and why why are they doing that there is some end game oh, yes. you know as much as we all hate this everybody watching this and you and i and cat and anybody else as much as we're disgusted by it somewhere in this country there are people sitting around having champagne and cigars and celebrating what they see happening right now they view this as a massive success to whatever their end game is that's the truth they're not sitting around pulling their hair out going, what do we got to do to stop it? No, no, no. They're going, let's keep this thing rolling. They love what they see. That That is how backward and bent things are in our country right now. And short of Trump getting back into office and straightening this out, I don't know how this winds up. Oh, boy. Well, I, you can see it already. They are trying to replace the uh, American citizens. Honestly, they're not even making a secret out of it. They want these newcomers, these illegal aliens, let's call them what it is, let's not even sugarcoat it, because they're coming through our border illegally. They want them voting. They want them on the voter rolls. What happens here in California is somebody gets across the border. They stand in line at the DMV. I'm sitting there just trying to renew my license, right, mine and my own. And I'm going, okay, so why does everybody around me have passports? 
No one is speaking English. And then from there, they get put into our voter rolls. We just took off 1.9 million people in L.A. as a result. This is out, yeah. it's out of control. So we, we do shows in Canada sometimes. And a couple of years ago, we had a show booked in Canada, a big and rich show. And trying to get into Canada is one of the hardest things you ever tried to do. So we get in there and they're running the background check on everybody. I mean, you're, you're held up for two hours trying to get in. And of course you have your paperwork. Yeah. We have a concert booked, you know, in Calgary and they go, yeah, well, we have to run everybody's background. One of our sound guys, Jules had a DUI 14 years ago (gasps) and they would not allow him in to the nation of Canada because he was considered a liability. I get that. No, I get that because I have friends on construction sites that go into and work and do work on military bases. The same exact thing happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you can come across the Southern border of the United States and you can, you can be doing all manner of hell, all manner of hellacious things and just come on in. We didn't even care who you are, by the way, Here's your iPhone. Here's your debit card. Here's your plane ticket. Have a nice time, guys. But don't but don't you have a DUI 14 years ago and try to get into Canada? Oh. I mean, seriously? So Canada's southern border is a thousand times tighter than America's southern border. I mean, what world are we living in? It's, it's insane. And, and again, that's why we're doing turd stock, because we can sit here and spin ourselves into a knot talking mm, about right. this stuff. And, and there's no way to really fix it at this point. Turd stock is going to be like this. Um, it's going to be a break from all this nonsense, at least for an afternoon. And uh, everybody have fun and listen to some music and hopefully recharge a little bit. I am so stoked. So for those of you that are listening, it is going to kick off here on this channel Sunday, November 12th, 2023 at 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. The best part is that it is absolutely free to watch. We're going to force you to have a good time. We're going to (laughs) force you to have fun. That's the point. That's exactly what we do. This kind of camaraderie. And John, what I'm going to do is at the very end of the show is I'm I'm going to play your new song for everybody. It is absolutely off the charts. Awesome. I mean, it really is. And it's exactly what we need right now. And I'm just so glad you're taking care of Kat. Is he excited? Is he just having a blast? I mean, do people know who he is without him? In, or have you got a, have you, do you have any littermates that have arrived yet? Uh, he said there's a bunch of people coming in tonight. I think he's meeting them downtown. He was at Redneck Riviera last night I posting know. pictures from my bar and I'm like right on cat turds at the redneck Riviera man this is the place to be listen he's such a positive guy he he seems like uh it's the first time I met him obviously but he's just up and he's happy and he's excited about this jam that's gonna happen I mean he brought his guitar he's got it in his pickup truck you know and I'm like just a regular old guy with a big heart and uh it's, it's going to be a lot of fun putting him in a room with, with this much talent. I think he's going to have a great time. Oh, he's our, he already told me he's working on a song right now. I mean, I heard that little <laughs> niblet this morning. So you are inspiring him in all kinds of ways. He's so stoked. I said, are you going to end up getting a place in Nashville? I mean, are you ever going to come back, you know, to Florida? I'm not there, but he, he's got a whole bunch of little animals there that I'm sure miss him to death. But he was so excited about this. And it was funny because when I, the other day he was at at the beach and I'm like why are you at the beach you need to go and I think he was just having you know one of those moments like this is such a big big thing for him it's unlike anything else this is a dream of his to to meet somebody like yourself and to be a, around people that are like-minded that absolutely adore him and so I think it just became so surreal so I'm sitting there writing you know texting him all these notes I want you to do this get into your car I want you to start driving he's like well I'm gonna do the show tomorrow I'm like no no you are not doing a show tomorrow absolutely <laughs> not you're out of here Put on bud. your seatbelt you drive the Nashville young man and you do it right now <laughs> so when he got there and and we have had so much fun with these memes and these announcements it has just been a wonderful time john i cannot thank you enough for joining us is, is there anything else that you'd like to add today no just everybody tune in we'll be post i'll be posting the links you will be cat will be uh forward it to all your friends everybody lock in with us on sunny afternoon it you're going to hear some of the greatest singer songwriters i promise you I handpicked these people. I've known them a long time. Some some talent that will never be on television. Uh, these are these are not the 
the George Straits and the, and and those people. These are the people that create the songs, and they are some of the deepest, most talented people you will ever see. And they're all having fun too. There'll be cocktails to go around and a lot of celebrating our freedom. Well, see, that's what I love too about this is that there's a lot of people that no one has ever heard of before and they are going to hear them for the first time. So I'm excited to see what kind of talent is out there that Hollywood hasn't produced in the plastic town that I live in or right in Nashville. You see that all the time. People that make these big contracts and they're not able to actually produce what they want to. That's why Oliver Anthony was such an incredible success was because because wow, all of a sudden, you've got somebody that's speaking from the soul and speaking to the soul of so many of us. And it's exactly what we needed to hear. And it didn't matter who you are or what you are. You you understood what rich man of Richmond meant. And your songs, I mean, John, your songs are incredible. When we had the debate night, one of these, one of these nights that we did the show, we were playing your show. I mean, your songs, and I was just blown away. So let everybody know how they can get a sampling of, of your material as well. Well, if you go on anywhere you get your music, just look up John Rich. I put out a new record uh, a few months ago. I had a song called I'm Offended. That was really hilarious. You guys had me yes. on for that. The, the record's called The Country Truth, uh, and you can go get the whole record. Of course, Big and Rich, look us up. Um, listen, we're continually writing songs and, and putting them out. I think music is a great uh, weapon in this war of information. You know, they can hit us with all this nonsense, brainwashing, zombie apocalypse stuff. <laughs> and all we got to do is come back with a really simple three-minute song that you can listen to. And music has an interesting way of, of drilling right through the nonsense. And it gets right to people's hearts and it goes right into their minds. And it has a way of clarifying some really uh, complicated issues out there and making you feel better about it. It, it puts a fine point on something that seems to be really blurry. So I think uh, I think music's really important. You're going to hear a lot of great singers with a lot of very poignant music this Sunday. I cannot wait. And I know everyone can't wait to join us also. Oh, my gosh. Well, John Rich, you enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Take good care of our cat over there. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> We miss him. I can tell you that. Everybody here misses him. They, they're they worried about him. They want to make sure he has everything he needs. And I keep assuring them <laughs> that, yes, I'm in contact. Believe me, the mother side of me, even though I have no children, is coming out. And I'm like, okay, do this, do that. Have you got this? Have you got that? What do you need? What can I do for you? It is the <laughs> funniest thing. And he's just like, okay, Jules. <laughs> Hey, I got I got I got cats back as the crow flies. He's about one mile that way. So he is very close by me. And uh, we're going to take good care of him and look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday afternoon. Oh, we cannot wait. John Rich, everybody join us here in the litter box. We are going to be streaming. And if you want to know if you want to click on some of the links, they I've listed them all in the description box. And we are going to all take a tour of that redneck Riviera that we've heard so much about. John Rich, everyone. Thank you, John. I'm going to play your new song right now. I'm so excited about this. Everyone check out The Man. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. What can I get you tonight? Uh, do you have any granny rich reserve? I do. Awesome. How many shots? I'll take two, please. Appreciate that. Great. Are you excited to play for the guys tonight? You know, I am. I heard there's uh, like some real World War II guys gonna be in the room tonight. I cannot wait to meet them. Greatest generation, right? Correct. Yeah, it's going. Smooth. Here's to you, pal. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. It. Take care, brother. Sucker punched us in Pearl Harbor He fought under MacArthur 17 With an Army Thompson gun Well, he stormed a lot of beaches Slept in jungles with the leeches He saw things a young man should never see And when they shot him in the shoulder He got back up and he marched forward Live to 
lot of brothers dead in Kawaja Lane. And if it wasn't for the good Lord and the man, there wouldn't be a breath of freedom in this land. When I see people on my TV taking shots at Uncle Sam, I hope they always remember why they can. Cause we'd all be speaking German Living under the flag of Japan If it wasn't for the good Lord and the man If it wasn't for the good Lord and the man now I'm the grandson of a soldier And I'd fight the whole world over If duty called and freedom's on the line But thanks to the greatest generation And the ones still fighting for our nation I've never had to kill for my way of life And if it wasn't for the good Lord and the man There wouldn't be a breath of freedom in this land At Uncle Sam I hope they always remember why they can Cause we'd all be speaking German Living under the flag of Japan If it wasn't for the good Lord and the man If it wasn't for the good Lord and the man He was one of the millions who signed up to defend us Long ago in 1941 And when they sucker punched us in Pearl Harbor He fought under MacArthur 17 With an army Thompson gun Oh boy, that was absolutely incredible. I'm sure there is not a dry eye out there. Oh wow, what an incredible day. You all, we're going to have a wonderful weekend ahead. Just so everybody knows, if you are available tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to spill some tea, some more tea on, if if you need any more, exactly, uh, at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And it is on a totally separate channel than this. It's Jules Jones Live. I would love to see you on my Rumble channel. Don't forget to follow this channel, and hopefully you'll follow that one as well. I hang out with the gyms, and we have a wonderful time every single day. I mean, we, the Littermates and the gyms are one, and we all team up, and there's always something going on. Of course, Sunday is going to be turdstock. I think I counted it. I think it's going to be 13 straight days of activities and events for me just alone. And so <laughs> when I get a little nutty, you'll know why. But I appreciate you all being here and, and supporting everybody. You are the ones that absolutely make this whole thing happen. And I'm so proud of each and every single one of you for, for shining a light on all of the things that you want to change in this country and talking about what's happening to the January Sixers. Owen Troyer, just a latest one that has been caught in this nonsense. You're amazing. You are the change. So bring it. Now, I want to thank a few people. Viking C, Martha Johnson, 1776. Thank you so much for your donation. Martha is a friend of mine. I actually have to talk to Martha on the show because I can't get over there to DM her anymore. It's the funniest thing. I'm like, hey, I can't get over here. My my DMs are buried with how's cat doing? <laughs> So I just want to give her an absolute special shout out. And she did donate to the, sh- to the show. She says, I'm not proud, but I do believe. And then she donated again. I love Jules and Cat Turd. Well, we love each and every single one of you. And we do absolutely have a country to save. So head on over there, JulesJonesLive.com. And hopefully you'll be able to give my Saturday show a shot. That is 3 o'clock every Saturday 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and we look forward to seeing all of you there. And thank you so much to our veterans. You all are the reason why we are here today. So we appreciate you and everything that you do. All right, everybody, be safe, be kind to one another, and we will see you later. Bye.